Welcome to the 40th episode of the NFP Podcast, presented by 3D Entertainment. The NFP Podcast is brought to you by Sneaky Weasel Lager, and hey, also their nice teas, the official alcohol sponsor of the show, as well, our official clothing sponsor, Wrangler Long Live Cowboys. What is up, world? It has been a hot minute since we have done the NFP Podcast, but we're back by popular demand. Jason Davidson, how are you? LT. Oh, I feel like a million bucks. Oh, good. A million, a million Mexican pesos, maybe. <laughs> a million, a million Mexican butts. You mean? Fuck. Yeah. Uh, hey, you know what? I have had a few requests from some peeps wondering where we've been. Yep. yep. Me too. Me too. Oh, that's good. Uh, it's good that people are liking it, man. That's good to hear that when we took a hiatus, people wanted us back. That's- Scott, we had Tanner and I had people coming up to us in in Las Vegas. So we've got a couple guests queued up here that uh, that'll be pretty interesting. We can't we can't throw it oh, out after that. I'm excited, man. I, you know what? And it doesn't. It usually doesn't start with, uh, "Hey, like, uh, where's the podcast? We're missing it." It's usually, like, "Hey, what the fuck's up with the podcast? Like, where the fuck's it been?" <laughs> yeah. So it's good. It's good to know that uh, we got some fans out there, loyal followers, and man, I'm excited to get back to it. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, we took a little bit of a break. There There was a lot of shit that was on the go. We missed a lot of stuff. We'll try to recap as much as we can throughout this episode. This is kind of our 2021 recap episode to end the year. We'll let everybody have their Christmas, New Year's break, and we'll uh, we'll start fresh, start hot in the new year with episode 41. But pretty cool to get through 40 episodes uh, our first, our first year in the market. I don't even know what the fuck it's called, but, but, uh, podcasting our first year as podcasters, uh, pretty cool. What do you guys think? Uh, fun. A lot of work goes into these podcasts my hats off to everybody that, that does them and, and has success with them. There's a lot of shit that goes along with it, but, uh, pretty fun. Hey, we all get together, get together and we got to, we had some pretty cool, uh, guests this year. I think we were fortunate enough to get. So, uh, what do you guys think of the whole fucking scenario? Well, it is a lot of fun. It's the challenge is getting us three together. Yeah. Sometimes at the same time, um, I know it's a good thing we've got old LT here, old uh, ketchup nuts to make sure he's <laughs> on everyone. But Scott and I got to jump in whenever the opportunity works for us. But yeah, it has been a lot of fun. And you know what? When you get down to into a different country around some you know, some different people and they're asking, um, man, I was, I was really surprised, uh, at the, at the folks that were, were commenting on the podcast down there, which is, you know what, it gives you that little shot in the arm that, you know what? Yeah, we may, we need to make the time and, and keep this going. Um, it's a lot of fun. It is. And it's allowed us to all catch up with some people we haven't seen in a while. That's what I really appreciate about it. I agree. <laughs> yeah. There's some, you know, we, uh, we had a great conversation with a young lady down there, Tanner, who we're going to get on here, who's pretty, you know, she's done some reality TV and whatnot. And first thing she said, she's like, where's the podcast? Like, <laughs> we, we listen to it all the time. And I just, so I got, I got her number. Um, she's game to come on. So we'll, uh, we'll get her queued up here in January. Yep. Scott, what's your favorite aspect of it so far? 
Well, that's what I think too. You get to visit and get into people's lives and, and, you know, hear the reality of whether they're stars or uh, just average people. Um, it was fun to know that sometimes uh, their mindset is a lot of the same as our own. Sometimes we think uh, we're the only ones that think that way or in that situation. Yeah. And the reality is, is that uh, everybody's rowing the same boat in the end. And uh, I, I just had a lot of fun hearing those stories. And like you said, Jason, get to see some faces and talk to some guys you haven't seen for 20 damn years. So it's fun and it's something to look forward to. Um, I know you do a lot more work with it, Tanner, than Jason and I per se, but uh, maybe um, that's why we don't get any sneaky weasel. <laughs> I could be. That, that's <laughs> why. I, yeah, I think that's, that's I our need punishment. all the sneaky weasel I can get when I'm trying to edit these motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it has it has been a lot of fun though, and you know, even just the the local people around here, like literally, wait for it every well every week or every two weeks, however it rolls. But uh, it's been something that's been fun, and it's hard to believe it's forty. We're forty episodes into it already. Yep, that's kind of. You know, echo what you guys said as well. That's one of my favorite parts about this was going down there and competing at the highest level. I got to see the mindsets of lots of those guys. You know, Stormy Wing was one of our first guests on here. And um, guys like that, that that had success in the arena, Ty Murray. And um, for a lot of young guys coming up, they don't get to, to hang out with those guys or see the mindsets and what it took for them to get to that highest level. And that was kind of what I was really into at the start was showing these young guys that, that these guys that are at the highest level are the exact same as you started out the exact same as what you were doing. And it just takes fucking dedication and, and your mindset and giving it everything you have to get to that top level, to be one of those guys, all those guys started out the exact fucking same place that we all started out and that everybody in this sport starts out. So I thought that it, was kind of a cool one. And it is funny. Like, I'll, I'll go back to the Ty Murray episode. When I was done listening to that guy, I swear to God, I could have went out back and been 90 points on a bull. <laughs> that mind, that mindset. Come on, oh, come on. Scott. Maybe 82. Oh, 82. Yeah, <laughs> 79 and a half. Um, but no, that's the, the to hear them talk and, and what they've been through. It pumps you up. Hell, after we were done with Ryan Bingham, I wanted to grab a guitar. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to get in their mind. Yeah. 100%. So that's cool. So we got that 40 episodes in. We got a whole bunch here lined up for the new year. So everybody stay stay in tune as, as we move along. Uh, one thing we did miss while we were gone is the world title, world championship in the PBR was crowned. And Jose Vitor Leme just took a absolute fucking beating to the bull riding world in 2021. There's yeah. really nothing else you can say about it. Won everything you could win, won the finals, set all new records. Uh, there's never been a season like it. It's unreal. That guy is unstoppable. We'll see what 2022 has in store, but 2021, the year of Jose Vitor Leve for sure. Yeah, you know when you're breaking your own records that you're doing shit, right? <laughs> and what bull won there, Jason? Uh, mine. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Am I the only guy that got something right on that? No, I got Jose. You guys left. Yeah. I had third pick for the for the world champion, and you guys went Cooper, I think, and one went Jess. Left me Jose, so I had to take him. No, I wanted a change to Cooper. Yeah, Did I have Kaiki. 
Yeah, you might have to shake out. We'll have to listen back and see. See. Yeah, I know. I remember we wouldn't let you change anyway. It's not at Dalen. It's not at Dalen. Scott's point. Yeah. Back to Scott's point. (laughs) That's so Uh, funny. (laughs) No, Dalen's a great kid. I just wrote him a check for $46,000 here in Edmonton here a month ago, too, which we have to touch on. But yeah, for sure. um, uh, I wanted to change to Cooper. Uh, You went Jess. That's right. I did go Jess. And after speaking with Cooper, I never really spent much time listening or hanging around with Cooper over the years. He was younger when I was down there doing those events and whatnot. But yeah, that like his attitude towards oh, he's got to figure it out, man. He he does. He he really does. Captain America, yeah, he'll be uh, at the Global Cup coming up here too. I'm, I'm sure as part of uh, Team America, and they within that locker room, they say that that guy's. Uh, one of the biggest leaders when it comes to that uh, global cup team that's you know that's what they call him captain america captain of the team and mcbride all those guys have a ton of respect for him so that just goes to show when everybody in your locker room or everybody that you're riding with you know has you a step above everybody else you obviously stand up and his riding does it too so yeah it's cool interview with him if you haven't listened to that everybody go check out cooper davis's interview that's one of the highlights of the year as well um i picked Riding solo as my bull. He had a solid year. I know I'm still I'm still happy with that pick. This guy could be a good pick for next season. Scott, what'd you pick? I don't want to talk about. Can it. you pick the old white bull of chats? <laughs> yes. But hey, hey, halfway through the year. Yeah, but you know what? I was just. I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not disappointed in that pick. I, I stuck with the old boy, and uh, he just you know he, he retired on a good note. So we'll leave it at that. Yep. Let's uh let's for this year let's let's pick Canadian stuff too. Yep, hundred yeah. percent. Well, when we did all our stuff when we started this, um, uh, whatever this time last year. Yeah, we probably we didn't even know if we were gonna no, have a year. We had no fucking idea. Everything was canceled. The only thing that was going was the U.S. tour, and it was it was remember it was there was outside in Del Rio, and that was the Florida mm-hmm. tour, and like you know at this point this time last year there was so much uncertainty that. It's kind of why we started this podcast. There's nothing else to fucking do at that time, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll do a bunch of different picks this year and with everything that's that's going on and moving forward. Hopefully, fuck, who, who knows? We're kind of in a fucking little bit of a bind, but hopefully quick we're question, forward. Quick question for you. Do you think, um, I know we're not in, uh, it's not as uh, intense down there, especially with the pandemic and stuff. Do you think they'll go back to those places like Del Rio and, do those outdoor events this year? No, or you should go for a trip down south, Scott. It's a different world down there. There's a reason they don't want us to travel. I know no, we're going to get into this, and we're getting into it quicker than I thought. But yeah, yeah, I'm telling you, it's Jason. Jason, I, I fully fucking understand that. I'm just saying, well, they go to those markets again, regardless. That's no, I think they want to get back in their indoor markets. And okay. uh, remember, don't forget Del Rio. <laughs> they didn't get out of Del Rio for two days after because of the storm, a very rare uh, snowstorm or something, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. We all want to be inside for for the, you know, for the Monster Energy or our Cup Series events. You gotta you gotta control that those elements of 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 the show. And uh, I think you know, hats off to Sean. He he did what he had to do last year to pull it off, and um, got to visit with him down there actually uh, last week and. Yeah, they're looking forward to, you know, this new season and, and having their finals in May and then the team deal, which is still, 
Let's see. I don't know too many details on it, but I know it's change and some people don't like change and I can see a little bit of resistance coming with that, but, uh, what's your gut feeling on it or do you want to put it out there yet? I really don't even have anything to comment on. I've learned if you don't really know enough, don't comment. And that's where I'm at right now. I just, I, I don't know how it'll affect our Canadian guys. They could be selected as a, you know, and do they want to, you know, do they want to rodeo or do they want to be a team member for PBR? They're going to have to decide, or do they want to stay up here? You know, we, we paid enough money out in Edmonton and turned some heads in November as well at Rogers place that some guys are going to probably think twice about even leaving the country ever again. They can make a lot of money right here, right here. I think it's kind of, there's, there's two sides of it where it comes to the, the individual sponsorship side. I think when you're owned by a team, you're not going to have that individual sponsor, right? You can't wear your logos. Yeah. You have to wear the team logo. So that's one downside of it. Uh, upside is you're on a team. So that should be a guaranteed contract of some sort from your team owner, or from your team sponsor. So uh, change is hard all the time for anybody in any aspect of life. I think that the bow riders are going to really suffer this year in the sense that they're going to go hard as fuck from January one until middle of May and compress Some their normal. Yeah, they're going to compress that normal season into that those few short months into half a year. So we'll see who you even have by the time. Yeah, injury wise, who you'll have by the time that team stuff comes. And we've seen it at the South Point last year how much trouble there was filling those teams when they did that team deal uh, because of guys' injuries and and covid all that sort of shit on top of everything how hard it was to fill those teams we've seen that there they had to go down to quite a few guys that probably normally wouldn't have been there but that being said um i think it could be a cool aspect within the sport if they can intertwine it all and uh kind of like nascar does where you're you're riding for your team but you're also still riding for that individual title on top of yeah, it and, you and know? to your point there tanner the future like, football put like tom brady's you know, you got to wear a Nike uniform in the arena, but he's a, I believe he's an Under Armour guy, or let's just use that for example, but is the PBR big enough to have these guys making these big contracts on the side other than what the teams are, you know, like we're not, we're not at NFL level, obviously. Um, That that's where, to your point, that might be an issue. And uh, I think for the most part though, our Western lifestyle, companies that sponsor our guys they're pretty loyal group so i hope it works out for the for the riders i do yeah sounds like sounds like a sounds like an agent's nightmare yeah yeah Yeah. it would be yeah but i mean in the in the end of the day if if they if they do things right and uh you you know you buy into the whole system and there does get some influx of is that the word influx no what what is it i don't know yeah injection if there's more money money involved and and um these guys can have their own say in it and you have your agent just like the nhl where you're worth this much money if you want jose vitor leme on your fucking team he's worth this he's worth x you know and all the way down the line of of your guaranteed money and guaranteed contracts throughout it and then see where it goes from there. So there's ups and downs on it. I think it'll be cool in the future. I think it's going to take some fucking a lot of kinks to work out and there'll be a lot of pissed off people and some happy and just like anything yeah. change fucking sucks. But I think it is. I think it is better for the riders uh, and for the fans and the sport 
if it works out the way that it should work out in the future. I, I think in the in the plus side of it, as a competing professional bull rider, if, if you have a endorsee that's going to pay you for a normal season, the same amount of lump sum as previous years, whatever it may be, say a hundred thousand, at least you're compressing that season that like, it's not overlapping each other. So you can get that hundred grand, we'll say in the normal season, then roll over to that team aspect and possibly get another huge endorsement out of it team wise. So I know it was always hard when you were, playing both sides of the field and only allowed to wear this for that and that for the other. Cause that guy didn't want to pay as much cause he wasn't getting a full season out of it. So at least it defines the two. They're not overlapping in any way. Right now. Yep. I think there'll be uh, learning curves and it's just, it'll be challenging year one. I'm sure. I, I guarantee, I guarantee there'll be some fuck you fights. <laughs> oh, yeah, boy. I can yeah. Especially about like week six when the fucking guys are, tired and fucking hurt and mad and you're yeah you're just beginning because like jason said uh if you look at the schedule right now the first uh utb event is new year's right january 1 and then there's one during the week then new york then there's one during the week then the next you know like yeah there's no time to heal no you're fucking game on boys yeah yeah, be let's just concentrate on making 2022 special for Canada, fellas. We'll, <laughs> let, those, we'll let those guys, they'll figure it out. Yeah. Speaking of Canada, let's hit back on that. Uh, we crowned the Canadian champion, Cody Coverchuk, wins yeah. himself the title. Jason, first time we had the finals in Rogers Place. Is it Rogers Place? Right. Yes, sir. In Edmonton. Uh, what'd you think? What was the, what's the result coming from your end of it, putting it all on? Uh, what's the final say in it all? Well, I think you guys can tell me what you thought, but on a behind the scenes, um, broader picture of it, I think it was very successful. Um, I know they had reservations and they're reluctant to give us multi-year dates and here we are, we're, we're going back in 22 and 23. So they obviously see that we've got an opportunity to build something. Um, I don't think it gets any better than it did Saturday night there. You know, it was pretty freaking awesome. I, you guys, I, you guys, yeah. it, it was fucking amazing. Let's just say that in my opinion, like not only that venue, like that place is jaw dropping and I'd never been there before, but when you walk in the sound in there, um, you know, the second night, especially with that lower bowl completely, you know, pretty much full with all those suites. And then the storylines that we had going on, the fight to the end, they were all scrapping for that championship. Yeah, Jason, it was hats off to that whole crew, right from setting it up to bringing stock in to making everything look good. From my opinion, where I stood, it was the best uh, PBR Canada finals I've ever been privileged to be involved in. And that's not because of job security. That's from the bottom of my heart. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, yeah seriously, it was fucking awesome. Yeah, it was. It's, um, you know, it changes the game when you get into a venue like Rogers Place. Uh, people take you seriously. And, I, and, and I've seen that now with where we're at with some of our sponsorship and, and renewals and, and some prospects that we had sitting in the stands. And even, even um, our committees. Our committees want to step it up and be better. Uh, I've had lots of contact with our touring pro committees here and, 
yeah, looking forward to see what that brings all as well for, for 2020, 2022. We just need to get some bull riders. You know, that's the problem. Um, we, we, we got to get guys crossing the border again. Um, and I don't know if that'll happen, but, uh, you know, Dalen come across like usual, did Dalen swearing and things, <laughs> you yeah, know, right. how do you, how do you end it any better than the 90, what was he? 91, 90 and a half, 90 and a half. Yeah. Something like that. Um, yeah, it was, it was good. Um, it takes a, takes a whole team to pull something like that off though. For sure. I, I, I was just the, I was just the dumb guy to sign the contract and take on that load. But, uh, you know what? Oh, was, you're you're yeah. the smart. You're yeah. the smart guy. Don't you? Don't yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. Hey, let's let's. Talk. There was some uh, there were some sleepless nights, man. I'm not gonna lie. Well, yeah. Um, I don't know if you could, we had talked on the phone here a couple weeks ago, and and you said, uh, and I don't know if you can expand on it or not, but viewership has been up too, like with yeah, uh, shit, TV, yeah. So yeah, real surprising, and I don't, you know, I think we got to credit our old buddy uh ryan bingham and his cast and crew at yellowstone for stuff like that oh 100 you know what in las vegas i don't know if people are just wanting out but i've never in my 20 i've been going there for 23 years um i have never seen that many people in las vegas before um that cowboy christmas asked tanner he didn't even stick around there I was there three times. Um, I had to be there for a few things. And uh, the last day I was there was Stetson, Stetson Wright. And we had to walk from Flint stage. Flint was bang on. He's like, don't come through the main door. If you guys come through the back, we'll let you in the back. Cause his stage is at the far end of that venue. And then Stetson had to go to the express ranch uh, booth for something, which wasn't very far. My God, it was <laughs> No, I'm not joking. Uh, you know, I've walked around with those boys before and you stop and you sign and take a few pictures, but their celebrity status has grown to new heights. Um, it was insane. Like, I'm just like, okay, pal, head down, take that jacket off, you know, with the big number one on the back. I'm like, take it off, get your head down and follow me. We got to get out of here. It's like, you got to get back to another appearance here. Yeah. Okay. Before we get into Vegas though, before we get into Vegas, get back to your, your Edmonton the or the canada tv viewership yeah three times the viewership we had last season which is great um i uh i i honestly can't answer how or why um but we'll sure take it i know um, well, Scott, uh, yeah sorry wrangler, uh, wrangler pro perspective for sure for sure the <laughs> yeah. wrangler pro perspective quality interviews too we'll <laughs> yeah say. Yeah. Um, no, I do. I, I have a theory on why one is consistency. Like, you know, we had a good run there in the fall. So people get to wanting to see what's happening next week and next week and next week. And, you know, I, you definitely wouldn't say it's been an easy road with this whole TV gig. And, um, but I think people are really wanting to, to follow what's going on in their own country, especially. And I, I think it can only get bigger and better for sure. I hope you're right, buddy. I hope you're right, but it's something to build off of for this year. That's for sure. Um, yeah, it's it's good when you're doing your your year end recaps to your national sponsors, and you can send that kind of information. Like that's what gets attention, right? That's what gets their attention. So that was good work. 
Good work, fellas, on that random pro perspective of man interviews, by the yeah. way. That's what we do. That's what we do. Bring in the A game every time, yeah. baby. Yeah. Every time. Uh, the race itself, uh, get into a little bit too, because that was amazing to watch. Dakota Butter came in with the lead. It was anybody's real, really uh, game, though. You know, anybody could could have won it within the top 13 or something, I think it yeah, was I coming so. in. So, yeah. quite the race. Butters came in with a bad groin injury, ends up not winning it. Coming in the last day, ends up not being able to ride, and um, watching it, watching, watching it slip it. through his fingers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Zane, but Zane Lambert as well. You know, Zane. Oh, that black right and there. white bull. Yeah, that black and white bull has cost him. I, I want to say two titles. Yeah. Two titles. Yeah. I talked to Zayner yesterday, actually, and he's like, "Really? If I'd have stayed on that bull, I said, yeah, I think you're in the average. You win it.' It was, you know, the the interesting part. What I think we'll see our bull riders start to figure out um, on a business standpoint is how close that title was in the points race. Mm -hmm. That's a touring pro, not even a win, a, a strong placing at a touring pro, which separates first and second. So those events are important now, you know, when, when you're handing out that kind of money. Um, I made a point of going into the locker room after and handing those checks. I think you were in there, Tanner, when I did that. Um, you know, there's a lot of money handed out there. Yep. Uh, yeah. What did cover Chuck win? 67,000. Yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. 67 just there. So, yeah. Yeah. Our buddy Todd Cutowitz, what a nice uh, event for him, too. I think I wrote him a check for 25. Actually, going into night rounds three and four, he, he had the hammer, you know, mm -hmm. he was sitting pretty. Yeah. So, yeah, and then Dalen, Dalen just shy of 50,000. He won the event. Um, so yeah, it was good. I was happy with everything. Happy with the way she went. Yeah, it was cool to see. And I think it's just a preview of what we're going to see here in 2022. Now that the guys have that feeling of knowing how close you can be to that much money and seeing those big checks handed out, it's going to make everybody want to win that PBR Canada championship and get into that finals even more than it, than it was before. So 2021 or 2022 will shape up to be pretty cool. Plus, um, as a Canadian guy and at the finals, every, every one of those rides rides counts. And uh, all these guys also trying to make that global cup team that's coming up that they just announced in March as well. So uh, that'll be kind of cool to see how that all plays out and, and who's going to be a part of that team. Such a huge honor as a Canadian person. Um, so that'll be fun to fun to see how these guys step up to the plate to do that as well. Yeah, uh, sure. We'll have some more information on, on all that stuff as it, as it comes forward. But another thing with the, with Edmonton was the Ty Pazbon foundation sportsman's yeah. banquet. And uh, you guys had a big help in that as well. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. I had a lot of people coming up and uh, you know, handshake and hats off to us for pulling that off and, and really it tied in with the finals and made it feel like a, a finals as well to start yeah. things off with the guys, right? With the intros for the guys and, and everything like that. I thought it was a, a really special event that raised, raised money and helps to, to keep the health and well-being of, of all the competitors and, and uh, Western lifestyle athletes inside and outside the arena. So big event to, to kick off Edmonton. Yeah, uh, it was, you know what? Hats off to the river for the folks at the river Creek. What a great host hotel that was. Um, again, there, you know, after, after the weekend was over, they were reaching out the following Monday. Um, actually, it was Sunday. I was texting with the GM. He'd got to uh, take in the performance Saturday night. And, 
he wants us to be back next year. And, uh, which, you know what, um, I think that's just a testament of what kind of, uh, what kind of people our group is. And, and, and with that event, I know they didn't expect that kind of, it's kind of booze sales. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and he said that he, uh, actually Jane, the girl that Janie, the girl I was sitting with, uh, during the dinner and she's like, wow, I didn't think this was going to be like this. We should have had, you know, another bar in each corner. And she's, she's making notes for next year, you know, Perfect. I'll make sure there's no lineups. Uh, yeah, it was good. Good, yeah, good job on that. Good, really good job on that Tanner. Um, cause we yeah, know, yeah how important Brandon and that team is to us uh, and Stacy Meyer, they kind of worked hand in hand in making sure we could basically pull off some of these events. Oh, wait, you know, they proceed was huge as big a part um, as the foundation and Brandon told me and the sports medicine team, keeping our guys, you know, going, just allowing our staff to get in the darn buildings to be, to be honest. Right. So yeah, that was it. Was really good, uh, Tanner. Your whole team there, putting that up, pulling that all off, and uh, it was just nice to. It really set the stage for a classy weekend. I think would be the best way to put it. Everybody's dressed up. Everybody had a good time for a good cause. Um, my old buddy Brett Gardner nailed it again on the MC, and that guy's a legend. Um, and you know, the atmosphere was you know second to none, and it just it got everything rolling and. Um, I think it's something that uh, definitely has to continue in, in that uh, in that start of a weekend. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah great, great way to honor um, Ty. And I don't think there's a better way you could kick off the weekend. I really don't. Yeah. It's yeah. as long as I have something to do with it, that'll be the way we want to do it for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, and those the tables and everything sold pretty quick. So, anybody that wants to support that banquet, uh, get at me soon as you want soon as you can and we can reserve your tables for next year's we'll we'll do it all over again plus all that money goes to goes to the cause right so uh, it's not just sports medicine at pbr events we have all these the videos educational videos um we've been supporting youth rodeos we've been supporting lots of schools uh it's there's so much that that's going into it so many different moving parts that that the foundation is a part of and it's all for the betterment and the health and well-being of western lifestyle participants both inside and outside the arena so going to a great cause every dollar that goes towards the foundation so appreciate everybody's support and we'll keep that going as well back to saskatoon before we were in edmonton you guys remember the retro night? We got to touch on that. Everybody probably seen on Facebook and all over Instagram. Uh, the pictures of myself, Brett Monet, and uh, Ty Prescott. We dressed up in honor of uh, these two fucks that are sitting against the, <laughs> the table. From I think I think you wanted to say your heroes. Heroes, <laughs> yes. The guys that paved the way for us. Uh, I had a my outfit was a mixture of cousin Scott and my father. Uh, Brett Monet dressed up in Jason's gear and uh, Ty Prescott dressed up in TJ Barrett's gear. So for those that, that don't know, those are TJ was part of this crew of Scott and Jason and uh, helped us all to, to get to where we were at that point. So what do you guys got to say? Well, there's a picture in the calendar. I, I, we brought the 3D calendar back. There's a picture and it's got um, you face on Tanner, but it's got Ty and Brett kind of to the like you can't see their face yeah. and man, it's just uncanny 
how that looks like a picture from the freaking nineties. <laughs> I'm not joking. Yeah, uh, like my dad, my dad even recognized, like, you know, back in those days, your, uh, your outfit was kind of your, your outfit. Like it, it oh, yeah. defined uh, who trademark. you were. Yeah. Your trademark, you know, and TJ's those shirts. As soon as I saw that shirt, I knew right away, like that was TJ shirt. Maxine had sent some stuff for Ty and, um yeah it was cool you know what i uh it, you know what the best part for me was we were all in the dressing room together putting on yeah. i did yeah. the makeup and stuff yeah. you know sitting yeah. with your dad because i got to share the dressing room with your dad with scott lots obviously i yeah. shared it with you too you little punk but you were just a little punk at the time so um <laughs> just you know, picking his nose and eating boogers oh yeah <laughs> just eating boogers ketchup chips but it was uh that was fun and, and then you know, it, it got real when you knew Kobe was in there snapping a thousand pictures of it. Like, I was just like, well, this is, this is pretty cool. You know, I, I it was an honor. I thought it was yeah. awesome. I, I echo that as well. It was pretty cool that you guys did that. And uh, it was nice to see the, the frilly go, the frilly gloves fly again and the baggies and everything else, you know, that's uh, kind of a, you don't see that a whole bunch up here in Canada anymore. And uh it was pretty cool the grease paint and you know i walked in that dress room when you guys were putting on your makeup and stuff and you could smell that baby powder and that yeah that grease, that grease paint and wow it just brings back memory something small like that can trigger you to 20 years ago and oh uh, yeah it was lots of fun and and you know jason it was good to see your baggies out there doing what they used to do just dominating the bullfighting world <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Tyler, hey. Tyler Tyler Thompson commented on the Instagram page something about uh, Brett drew the short end of the stick having to dress up <laughs> like Jason. Yeah, hey, coming from are you surprised coming from Tyler? <laughs> hey, JD, I, I will say I'll put it on out on on record here. Um, when I started fighting bulls, you were the guy I traveled with right off the hop, and you took me under my under your wing and showed me some of the tricks of the trade. So there you go. Thank you for what that. What kind right? of tricks of the trade? <laughs> Well, yeah, just uh, just how to travel smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I fucking we'll leave it at that. We'll yeah, leave it at that. I could imagine. Uh, yeah, that was cool. So glad we could, glad we could do that and uh, pay homage to to, yeah, to all you guys. So that was fun, and it was a lot of different gear that I never dealt with in my life, and I was a little worried stepping out there because there's fucking a lot of moving parts and shit flying everywhere. And once you get rolling, it was pretty. Uh, it felt good. I like the gloves. A, the fucking gloves I, I, were awesome. Right? I got a question for you. When you were getting a hold of bulls and, you know, driving for the hip and making rounds, did you feel like those baggies helped you out a little bit with that, with those scarves and shit flying behind you? Yeah. Like, honestly, the, this is a oh, serious yeah. question. I had a, there was a, a red muley that's pretty hot, Al Capone, and, and he kind of fell down, and then he fucking got up and come with it, and he just smashed the, you could feel the baggies just shoof, just fucking, yeah. like, hey, there we go, fucking got him. Yeah, so There was a reason for them. There oh, was a yeah. reason for them. Yeah, yeah, and there was yeah. a reason why they were Velcroed up on one side, too. They come off, right? <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Wow, it's pure gold. So that was fun. Got that job done. Uh, me, after that, I went to Agribition. And got to fight bulls with my brother Bo, which was pretty cool. Uh, Yorkton as well. We did that. It was another good event that we were a part of. 
Um, and I went full old school there too. Fucking had the latch one. Don't know if you guys seen the video or not. Fucking just got <laughs> down and dirty. Latched one, got it turned back, and then uh, went to the barrel. Me and Denny Halstead, fucking work in the barrel. Never done that before either, boys. Did okay now when that bull first hit that barrel and you were like three feet away from it, did did it click into you after that that maybe I should just lay on this thing? Because yep. man, I was worried that thing was gonna shoot into your guts and roll you over. Well, that's all I could think of was we talked with Jesse <laughs> Byrne on on his podcast. It was the first time he went to the barrel and it ran him right over. So I'm tall, and that's why I was like, if I sit up higher and just let it come under me, but I so it was four days. And every day I tried to take everything right to that fucking barrel. Cause Denny's like the only guy that really that, that stay that go, that I have worked with that mm-hmm. still that's, that stays in that barrel. So you can fucking take something to it. Right. And he loves it too. Just fucking eating it up. Just let's go baby. And, uh, and so then when I, when I, it was kind of worked out that I had to go to it because Todd, uh, Kudowitz was still behind that barrel. Right. So it worked out being part of the save and having to throw a fake to that left so that bull came around that side of the barrel. Todd's looking at me, you know, and the shit's happening in the arena that nobody can see. But Todd's like, oh, fuck, where do I go? And I was like, just wait. And that bull fucking come. And uh, I said, as soon as he came, I like threw a little bit of a fake to the left to make sure he came around that left side. And I said, fucking run. And you could hear Todd just got out of there. And then I was like, fuck, he still might be behind it. So that's why I was like aggressive. and like, come on, bitch, fucking hit this barrel. Don't shoot past me and go get him. And then uh, it was good. He was just kind of button it. I don't think he really knew what he was doing there off the start. And then he backed up and I was like, okay, now, like, now I'm actually thinking about what I'm supposed to be doing. So now what do I do? And just, boom, boom, just fucking smoked me out of there. I had no idea what the fuck I was doing, but fuck, it was fun. It was wild. You know what? Like back in the day when you fought bulls by yourself, that barrel was real important. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. You, you, used to, you used to lead bulls to the middle of the arena all the time instead of heading and tailing them when you're by yourself. That's where you had to go. Yeah. And I, everybody, Ricky Ticky, Lee was always in the barrel. Um, Kelly Lacoste never got out of it. Kelly was um really good and same with you said dennis you know it wasn't until cooper come along and he never ever went in it i don't even know why he brought it around mm-hmm. i asked him that why do you even pack that thing <laughs> well it's kind of part of the gig and i'm like yeah being in it's part of the gig <laughs> yeah so that was cool um bit of a uh, you don't. You never want to talk about this. You don't want to bring it up, but we got to pay honor. And and uh, during aggravation, it was you know it seemed like I was having fun in the arena, but there was a lot of stuff going on outside of the arena. And um, got the news on day two that uh, close family friend, old traveling partner, um, one of my best friends for forever since I was a little kid, uh, Matt Swaby passed away in a tragic farming accident. And uh, yeah, she's tough to even talk about. Still, it's been a been a wild roller coaster of a, of the last few weeks. Um, but uh, I want to pay honor to Matt and and uh, Carla, his wife, and uh, their three young boys, uh, Cody, Blake, and uh, Thomas, two, four, and six years old, just young boys. Uh, there's the GoFundMe going on. I don't know if it's still going on, but uh, I raised a bunch of money for them, and and uh, just one of the most tragic events you can see and happen not just because it's a close friend but what happened now those boys you know they they lost their dad and uh we know with losing people the, the long road that comes with it yeah so um old swabes he's a fucking legend and uh 
was played in the played the WHL, was a really good hockey player. Um, and then when he finished playing hockey, came back, played for the U of S for the Huskies, got his education. And while doing that, I uh, always loved the sport of rodeo, loved being a cowboy, rode pasture and stuff in the summers when he was home and uh, decided to start riding bucking horses, riding Bronx. So um, he was a couple years older than me. He's my brother, Jesse's age. He was a 1987 model and, uh, and fucking, I've never seen anybody love it so much. He, he, uh, it was kind of like you, Scott, we always talk about, uh, not a whole fucking shit pile of talent, but tried his ass off every time. And, uh, so many great memories of him fucking hunkering down Calgary stampede, got him entered in the novice one time at the Calgary stampede and he made it right to the buzzer. Uh, always had hell getting his feet moving. And for some reason at the fucking stampede, just everything fucking clicked and he's just nailing it. When me and Caddy were like, Oh fuck, go, go. You know, he's riding them. Bulls a stir up right at the whistle and probably would have won the, won the round for sure. Right. So the funniest, he gets back behind the shoots and all of his buddies were texting him and nobody, not, nobody really knows, knew much about Broncard and stuff. All of his hockey buddies. Right. And they're the only thing, instead of being so proud that he like, he almost won the fucking day and made a good ride. They're like, Oh, he fuck poor dip. You didn't have in your fucking lip there, bud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, so many good memories though. Of, you know, him, uh, he brought, brought me and a couple buddies up the road pasture with him a few times and um, just travel on the road, love playing guitars and singing fucking everywhere we were at, at his wedding, me and him got real fucked up and, uh, saying my Maria Bricks and Dunn, my Maria. <laughs> I bet and you, you that can, was good. Oh, you can imagine the high notes that comes along with my Maria. Uh, his brother-in-law actually ended up unplugging the microphone on us, but uh, <laughs> uh, good time. One time, uh, oh god, there's so many stories, but he got a DUI one time in uh, Weyburn, and uh, <laughs> and I accidentally bumped him while we were driving, and then he got pulled over, and he's like, "Fuck, town, you fucking." bumped me and that's why i'm getting pulled over and i was like oh i'm feeling real bad you know and I'm like fuck me hope hope i didn't hope that's not why this happened and cop comes up and he's like you know i pulled you over and he's like i swerved a little bit back there he goes no you got your bright lights on in town <laughs> <laughs> i'm like you fucker i told you it wasn't my fault <laughs> but no all that stuff aside the the, the life on the road and uh the you know that stuff i'm so happy that we got to live all those memories and uh hockey on the on the dugouts as kids and um you know brian and bev and aaron his mom and dad and brother such close family friends and and will be forever and uh it's just a, such a long road ahead for everybody involved and thinking about everybody and uh all of our love to everybody out there and, and uh, more than his hockey side of stuff and his rodeo side of stuff was his, his family side of stuff you know he always wanted to have a family. He always wanted wife and and kids and build his ranch and be uh be a rancher, farmer, cowboy, you know, all around. And uh, it's so sad to see because he had his place in such great shape. He had a whole bunch of cattle. He was starting a grain farm and uh, was getting to where his lifelong goal of being a family man and and farmer and rancher was you know coming to fruition. He was living that every day and was working his fucking ass off to to get to that point. So just did, uh, sad to see, but yeah, we love him. Did did he not always refer to it? I'm building my empire. Yeah, building my empire. empire. Yeah, yeah. you know empire. the the terms thrown around loosely. Um, but truly this one fits is, and, and, you know, he came from like, 
Bev and Brian were great and are great people, but only the good die young and no, no more. Is it, uh, is it true in this case here? Great kid. Great kid. Yeah. Yeah, You know, and we got to give Dave and Sonia Shields a shout out to Davey lost his dad, Mm. Dave Shields. Just, it was just within days before or after. And, uh, you know what, uh, the Western community lost a good one there too. Dave was always a big help around the shoots, uh, with those young guys. I don't know if there's a better teacher. I would honestly don't know if there was ever a, a guy, you know, working Calgary there in front of the shoots with Dave during the novice events. I just, I, every day I would comment about how lucky these kids were to have a guy like Dave right there with them. You know, I went to Dave's bareback grading school. We all know how that worked out. Robert, <laughs> Bowers, Robert Bowers and I went together and Davey, you know, um, we all know how that worked out, but Dave always, I always had a relationship with Dave through my whole career in, in rodeo. And uh, I'll cherish that because he was just the biggest cheerleader and an advocate to get the youth involved and in helping them out. Uh, so that's, yeah, it's shitty. Those, there's going to be a couple families without some very important people at Christmas here. So uh, we wish them all the best. Yeah. Tough time of year. And everybody on, on that note as well, it's, it, everybody talks about the greatest time, happiest time. And there's a lot of people that are struggling right now and don't want to get too deep into it, but don't, don't be afraid to reach out and get the help yeah. that's needed at this time, especially. And, um, you know, you, we seem to lose a lot of people over the, the holidays and all this sort of stuff. And uh, like I say, reach out, get the help that's, that's needed. There's lots of options out there nowadays and to be open and you don't have to live in, uh, in sadness and, and, uh, don't be afraid. Yeah, to phone, a, phone a friend, phone a friend, do reach out to whoever you feel comfortable with to do something. Yes. And, uh, you know, we probably missed, uh, missed some tributes to some people that have passed away and being gone for a month seems like it's been a lifetime of, of being gone from doing the podcast. So we apologize to anybody that, that we've missed, but um, with that, we'll, we'll get back onto a, a happier note with things. Uh, Scott, our hunting trip, you got to fill the people in on this. Jason, you missed out. You fucked. Oh man. I tell you that. I oh, heard it though. I, Scott and I talked for about a half an hour and I laughed with them for 30 minutes. <laughs> I'll put it in perspective. Um, so me and Braden and Dylan and myself got drawn to hunt back home, um, right around where I grew up hunting. So I, we, Tanner, we had talked about this. It was kind of nostalgic for me, you know, here's my kids doing the same thing I did, whatever, whatever. But I asked the kids when we pulled out of your dad's driving or out of your dad's driveway, which, which was hunting camp was his house, whether yeah. he liked it or not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Oh yeah, it was so fun. I said on a scale from one to 10 boys, how was the last two and a half days? And they were like 11, 12. They, yeah. It was so much fun. Um, man, there was five of us and we tagged out in two and a half days. And, and uh, it, I mean, your dad hats off to him. That guy is, uh, he's stealthy. He can, oh, he knows yeah. where to, where to go and where to sit. And, yeah. um, you know, and that's uh, Dylan, Poor Braden, he he got a you know a decent spot. <laughs> decent, but what do you mean decent? He, a decent baby? Yeah, we took. I, we took... I had to. I couldn't help myself. I had to. I saw the Instagram photo and I had to reach out to him. It was funny. He said that. <laughs> well, he did. He comes back to me. He goes, "You know that picture you guys took of all the bucks?" And I'm like, "Yeah." He goes, "Fucking Jason called it a dough." <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, that's all good. He got one. He got one anyway. Yeah, so he got he got a bigger one than I did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was such a great fun like we packed, we hunted hard for two and a half days and um hats off to you Tanner and and your dad and um it was just the boys, you know, it was just the boys and we ate good and we had some drinks and we laughed a lot and uh so much fun and shot some quality deer. Um, proud of my kids. Dylan passed up on a couple just because he wanted something a little bigger. And mm-hmm. in the end, you and Dylan did a had a little bit of a team effort for for this buck that he ended up bringing, um, getting done and getting home here and uh, scored huge. Yeah, it was so much fun. The the week after, I'm just like, oh man, a week ago from now we were hunting. You know, you, yeah, yeah. you could go back to it again. Yeah. But we'll see yeah. if we can get drawn again and make it an annual event. But so much fun with all the cousins and, and uncle Ryan, man, it was great getting to it. Anybody that's been in hunt camps knows, uh, knows what kind of what goes on and it's not necessarily the hunting, it's the bonding and, uh, hanging out and all the other stuff behind the scenes. And, uh, the, the kill at the end is always, is always good, but it's the hunt that, that makes the trip. So yeah. whenever you look back on those memories, like you say, a week later, a month later, a couple years later, Look back at the pictures and stuff. That's what it's all about. So wow. enjoying life, hey, enjoying that time. And that was, that was tons of fun. And I don't know if you've heard this before, but I shot my quality buck with an open sight 3030. Yes, you did. Yes. You well, did. I, I can't, I can't even find anything in a scope anyway. I need <laughs> uh, I, I think the quote of the whole weekend between Tanner and Ryan, both like father, like son is like, shoot that motherfucker. Shoot it was good good trip my wife probably wasn't too happy our wives probably weren't too happy with it but hey that's fucking being boys hey uh, what are you gonna do it, huh? it, it was kind of funny at one point you know we drove through like the snow was deep up there and, and we tortured some vehicles going places they shouldn't have gone and at one point i looked at ryan and i said nothing like buying a fucking ninety thousand dollar vehicle and just trashing it in two and a half days hunting right <laughs> like fuck. he's like yeah fuck that next year i'm gonna rent a truck for two days <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it's, yeah my, my wife said to me she's like you were you were yeah, well, I have two, two or three sleepovers, and I was like five minutes down the fucking road. <laughs> like I know, you, know, you don't, know, you don't understand what goes on in hunt camp. <laughs> so that was good. You know the first rule about Fight Club: you don't talk about Fight Club. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Got through it. Tons of fun. Good memories. Uh, Jason, you kind of touched on it before, but uh, I was there as well. And you for the Las Vegas NFR. Lots of talk around that right now. Tons of moving parts. We could talk about it for fucking six days. But uh, what stands yeah. out for you as kind of the highlights, or what, what's your uh, what's your Vegas trip stand out? Well, beside the obvious, our guy winning a Saddle Bronc World Title, which sets him apart from you know the great Ty Murray. He hasn't got as many gold buckles, but he's got one in the Bronc riding, one in the Bull riding now, and three all around titles. So at twenty two, five time champ of the world, that was that was awesome. Wow. Obviously, it come down to the last night to beat Ryder, and and really the Bull riding. He had a shot at the Bull riding buckle last night. That some things had to fall into place, but. Uh, um, good week for the boys. Really impressed with Spencer. Um, he had a hell of a week. Placed in every round but two, I believe, which is pretty impressive. Uh, Zeke, uh-huh. our boy Zeke, had a, had a you know an okay week. Got some money, one two. 
Um, so that was good. It was just good to travel. That's the first time I traveled out of the country since Santa Far. Well, actually, that's not true. Uh, January of 2020 or February of 2020, I was down there. But how the real world's living, man. I know why our government doesn't want us to travel. Like, they don't want us to see what's going on. Like, I come back through Minnesota for a hockey game there, which ended up getting canceled due to COVID. Um, no masks in Minnesota. You don't have to wear masks in Minnesota. Like, it's not a rule. Um, so, I, we could go on this topic hey speaking of podcasts check out joe rogan's number 1747 with dr mccullough finally this doctor, finally this doctor had a platform that is going to reach some people i just i'll leave it at that give it a listen give it a listen yeah i think the, the biggest part as well is i understand both sides of it but this comes to a point where we're, where we can't live like this anymore. This is almost fuck two years, three years. We're, we're going on this now. And I understand that, that people are dying. Um, but the other side of it is that you, people you die got, every day. You got people dying and that you're not allowed to go and see them. And you got people living lives that, that they're fucking cooped up and they haven't seen people and everybody's scared to fucking talk to each other or see each other. It's just a fucking fucked up situation well the an- everyone it's not the animosity amongst canadians compared to the u.s is crazy i i visited away on my my two flights the flight from vegas to mini uh visited away with a lady no real you're supposed to have your mask up you know but if you're drinking or whatever you don't in on the plane and then mini mini to calgary again had a good visit with the person i was sitting beside well calgary to saskatoon I had a little cough going on because uh, a little bit, maybe the Vegas flu. Well, you got to test. I tested twice mm-hmm. before I, you know. What a fuck. Oh, you should see. Yeah. Oh, you, the people like looking at you like you're like, you're the problem. Yeah. I, it was not good. I was vibrating. I had a few words with the guy sitting beside me anyway, across the aisle. I'm not sure he liked my response, but you know me, uh, my attitude sometimes can be, uh, well, my attitude, I guess. Yeah, well, I'm open to anything. Like I'm open to both sides, and and uh, and people I'm open to talking choice. about it and whatever. Yeah, that's that's me too. It's just it's getting to a point where it's like, uh, is this 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 is not how we can live for the rest of our fucking lives. You no. know what I mean? And this is how many people, Tanner? Do you think we indirectly rub elbows with down there? How oh, many? Fuck. Hundreds of thousands, it's not, man. It's non-existent. Like it's non-existent yeah. down there when I was when we were in Vegas. And it's Thomas a pandemic. As full as you could pandemic. Get. Come on, one of them places. Yeah, people need to wake up and yeah. and do a little research. They do. They need to shut off their mainstream media fuck and yeah. and look down some other avenues of of give Joe Rogan a listen on that, Doctor McCullough. You know, Sean Newman out of Lloyd Minster has a hell of a podcast. He's had this doc on there as well. Um, I did the podcast with uh, Sean. Oh shit. It's been a while ago, but actually it was, it was right after Colby cave pass. So it was April of 2020. So we're coming up in two years yeah. and uh, I've kept listening to Sean's uh, podcast and they've really shifted to where we are in as a society in Canada right now. And uh, I strongly suggest you guys, have a couple of listens to his stuff too. Um, yeah, we got to move on. 
We oh, have yeah. to. Oh, another way. They're shutting us fucking down again. Yeah, I, I I strongly suggest people listen to me right now. Wake the fuck up, people. Like we're <laughs> no, no, you guys, come on. We're losing our freedom every fucking day, every yeah. day. Yeah, like it's yeah, it's got to end here. We can't do this. My kids are suffering. That's the worst part that yeah, I, I hate you. of it all. And uh, we got to start fighting back here. This Justin fucking Trudeau can suck a fat one because I'm done with him too. You you don't need yeah. to edit that out either. I'll Scott, go to jail for that one. Scott, you're beating around the bush a little bit. I want to I want you to tell us how you really <laughs> feel about it. Ah, uh, come on, you guys. This is fucks enough's enough. Like, oh, you can't be rubbing shoulders with ten thousand peoples in Vegas and then come back 10, up here. And go hundreds, to, hundreds, hundreds of thousands. Yeah, the, yeah, and then cross and then the, the line Golden and go Knights back. Game, the Golden Knights game was there've been one hundred and two percent sold out every game, and okay. now, and now last night Montreal Canadiens don't bring the fans into zero that, fans. So and that's what I'm fifty percent capacity in Ontario, like. Give me a okay. break. So that's what I'm fucking saying. So you leave Vegas, you just come home to go to jail now again. Well, it's no different than it, you guys. It's no Fuck. different than us in Saskatoon following the Eric Church concert. That was supposed to be a super spreader. And just, I'm not going to throw out the governments that are pushing this, but you can imagine which ones they are. And and then uh, the Rush game, that was going to be a super spreader. PBR in Saskatoon. We're all here. Yeah, We're all here. And then we go to Edmonton and fill that place up. You know, we're still here. We all got together at the Ty Pazabon Foundation, right? Did we yeah, not? The proof's, the proof's there. Yeah. And if it's if it's if it's worrying about our healthcare systems getting overflown, and I understand there's people that are sick and they've they've had to. Uh, well, we cancel. have a healthcare problem. That's the thing. It's it's our healthcare system that seems to be yeah. the problem. Let's put the money into that instead of all you this get, fucking other shit. That, that yeah, you get what you pay for. You get what you pay for. And uh, we're not, you know, I know there's people that have had surgeries and stuff that have had to get pushed back because of people in the hospitals filling it up with COVID, but uh, fuck that. Like, just put the COVID stuff last and fucking leave the other stuff how it is normally. Like, you guys, you you guys, there was fucking wait times for surgeries previous to COVID. Yeah. Like, so... Anyway, let's, let's get off. Let's get off. Holy fuck. Yeah, well, I, I spent, I spent uh, eight months in hospitals with my mom before she passed. Every one of them here in Saskatoon, all three of them. And there was, we sat in a hallway the first night mom went in. We sat in a freaking hallway the whole night in the yeah. damn hallway. So you can't tell me that there was no COVID back then. That's five years ago. We have a healthcare problem. So we're spending money on on elections and bringing in uh, new Canadians instead of looking after the people that have been here and built this country. Well, and now and now um, our fearless leader is going to start monitoring and edit and uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Monitoring and censoring our censoring censoring. Yeah, like all our social media and what. So here we go again. Fuck you guys. It's not good. Yeah. If you, if you, I'm going to kick you in the fucking cinnamon nuts too if you edit any of that out. So I edited it out. It'll stir the (laughs) pot. It'll stir the pot. And hey, if everybody's got opinions on it, let us know. Let us know your side of the opinions. We like to hear we're open. Yeah, we'd like to have you on. We're open to anybody's opinions on on shit. And uh, like I said, I I try to stay neutral and fucking listen to both sides and understand both sides, but she's getting pretty fucking. Hard to oh, she's getting hard. Yeah, she's getting tough, especially when you're like, you know, if you if you turn off Twitter, if you turn off the internet, you turn off the news, and you go on living your life, 
you really probably wouldn't know that there was fucking shit going on. That's the worst. You know what? It's so that was blown up in so many people's minds yeah. that that you just they just everybody's just flowing it into you right now and, and turning each other against each other. It's just oh, it's this a is the best part world. about that trip. I, yeah. I didn't have any Canadian news on. Didn't have time to look at Twitter, yeah. Instagram, none of that shit. It yeah. was awesome. It was yeah. like a holiday. Legit. Yeah, it was my highlight of Las Vegas. Uh, well, there's, there's quite a few. It was quite the trip. Um, I took my wife for her 30th and Ty Prescott uh, brought his now fiance after the week. Yeah, congrats. Congrats yeah, to Peacock and Kristen. Yeah, her 38th birthday. Uh, Logan Cadlick and his wife, Chris, came with us and... Um, we did Vegas upright. We did her fucking live. Jason, you were with us the one night. We did Fremont. And uh, you could probably elaborate on the on the NFP. Well, it was just kind of a spontaneous moment. It's your idea. You, know? you started but, it. You did. Yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's go get some tats. And uh, what did we end up doing? Five? Four? Uh, yeah. Five. Five? Yeah. Five. Five. Hashtag, five. hashtag NFP tats. Yeah. Yep. So uh, well, I saw the visa on that. Jeez, U.S. dollars too. <laughs> <laughs> Merry yeah. Christmas, all. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Nice. There's your Christmas I'll, bonuses. I'll just send you uh, the best. Yeah, send me the invoice. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> Scott, you're going to get one. Yeah, me and the boys are. Yeah, Maybe. they are all in on that. So uh, we're headed out next week. Hopefully. Oh, well, then Jackson will be one. His first one too everybody's pretty pumped around here we were thinking maybe a throat you know throat tat, <laughs> neck tattoo <laughs> the situation that i was too. in that night good thing i didn't get it underneath my fucking eye or oh, oh, oh. that'd have been good though oh, Fuck yeah. Me. yeah we did it live though that was tons of fun and then the one day i get a call from um matt Merritt, and he was hosting the uh the watch party at the mandalay bay and he had some previous commitments and had to go home and called me in to host the watch party at the Mandalay Bay Saturday night. So, OLT, oh, he's diversifying. Oh, we yeah. might lose him. We might and, uh, lose him. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Watch it now, boys. Watch it now. Well, we might have to do a couple NFP podcasts. I've already been uh, setting the table for us over there at Resorts World. Yeah, got a lot of good should. things going on at that place, man. Oh, that's quite a that's, that's awesome. quite a property. <laughs> that was that was the headquarter of Wrangler, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Matt West did his podcast from there. So I'm working a deal with them on, uh, on the rights here right now. And they want to do a bunch of, yeah, they're great guys. Um, the head of marketing came from the Golden Knights team. He was there for three years. So uh, we knew a lot of the same people and kind of hit it off right off the hop. So yeah, it's in the work. So I'll keep you boys in the loop. Might need you down there. Yeah, let's do it. I've, uh, I actually was doing some research on that too. And, yeah, uh, it's a it's a pretty cool deal. Lots of people do uh, live podcasts and have a, have a little booth set up there and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, that was the biggest thing for me. I guess I couldn't believe how big it was. You know, been to the PBR World Finals many times, and uh, that was my first ever Wrangler National Finals rodeo experience, and it was oh, no fucking mind blowing. Yes, yeah, and just a hell of everything. A oh it my is. gosh, the whole I'm city. Not, uh, I'm not a. I'm not a. You know. I, it's my it's where our roots all of our roots are in rodeo but that that nfr is done right like right from cowboy christmas which is not square footage you measure cowboy christmas in acres yeah. at the convention yeah. center yeah. and there's four of them rio has one i think mandalay bay still yeah, has mandalay one yeah. we went there too. yeah there's like four of them around town it's it's unbelievable 
and the Thomas and Mac, the fucking oh yeah, Soul every Line, hotel, everywhere. like everywhere you go, it's cow- yeah. it's all cowboy hats. She goes full cowboy town. Um, and another note on another note, uh, in conjunction with the NFR was the World Series of Roping and uh, Brendan oh, Fisk, the World Series of Roping, okay. team roping. Um, Brendan Fisk from just up here in, in Alexander yep. and Kyle Dalgleish, my brother-in-law, whip a cool hundred grand each out of each. uh, no way. yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't they know ended, that, yeah. They ended up wow. second, they ended up second and took a hundred G's US home each. They brought her back to Canada, so pretty, wow. pretty exciting around here, boy. It was Fuck great, yeah, that's unreal. Yeah. I ran into them that night too. They were look like yeah. He said that going to celebrate. That. Yeah, they yeah. Like I they guess they were going to celebrate. Time. I'd still be there. Yeah, avid well, listeners yeah. of the show too, so that's good. Big yeah. shout out to those boys. That's fucking awesome. And, NFP right and, there. Go to Vegas. Yeah, as Canadians, team roping. Go fucking kick their ass. That's fucking. Yeah, awesome. and you know, perfect uh, storybook ending. These those guys have been roping together. I mean, going down there for ten or eleven years consistently. You know, and spending a lot of dough and um, been. They practice all summer long. And uh, like in the words of Brendan Fisk, he said, I'd have threw a, a swing sooner uh, a year ago, but due to practicing, I waited it out and uh, ended up with a hundred grand. So storybook ending, they won it together and uh, good for that. Well, that's Congratulations. Awesome. You know, uh, Doug I'm, hoping for a like... fuck, I'm hoping for a fucking huge Christmas present. Hopefully. I guess. <laughs> you know, uh, Scott, you would know this too. Didn't Doug, Doug Phipps won like 40,000 down there five or six years ago too. Yeah, no, the boys win. Yeah, I think Travis yeah. Nicholson did pretty good this year too. I gotta look. I didn't look at the results before we did this podcast, but I think there was a few guys that that not the hundred thousand. I don't think that Brennan and uh, Kyle won, but I think there was lots of guys from up here that did pretty yeah. well. Fuck that thing. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit. And it pays. Like Brent, oh. uh, Kyle could have roped the neck or did rope the next day in. I don't know what it was in. If it was in the ten or whatever. He was possibly roping for more money again, or not possibly. He was roping for more money again. Of course, it didn't work out. But uh, he said, you know, quite easily could have come home with two hundred and fifty thousand if it all would have clicked. But yeah, hundred grand's not bad, boys. Not U.S. Bad. rate at Christmas, they'll take it. For you sure. know what I think? Uh, they probably did after they won that hundred grand. They probably had some. I'm a sneaky weasel. Uh, hey, all Southern Ice Tea. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey y'all southern iced teas our tea is always served iced and hard this vodka based iced tea is brewed with genuine black tea and lightly sweetened enjoy a hey y'all southern iced tea while taking in the main bull riding event or sipping a cold one on the porch hey y'all southern iced teas the official refreshment beverage of the nfp podcast yeah fucking hats off fellas congrats friends of the show good work keep that going las vegas in general yeah um the mandalay bay that the party that i had to host there she was uh she was full steam ahead i don't really know what i was getting myself into but threw me right into the fire with the 10th round and shit pile of people and full, had to go full clown mode fucking you know do the intro and announcer mode and fucking host the party and i think i got more more used to it as it went it was a little touch and go at the start i didn't really know what i was getting into and then did you have a vegas fun. buzz on no, I was actually trying to stay keep her cool, and I was trying not to say fuck because uh, I thought it was like family oriented, and I think I only dropped like five or six, maybe. So I think. That was good. <laughs> yeah, uh, oh, you're I, doing good. Uh, hosted a dance party. Oh fuck yeah, it was it was gold though. Yeah, it was fun. I had a guy by the name of Jersey on the sound, and that helped a lot. We'd go back and forth, and he was a good uh, 
good sound guy. So yeah, we had some fun going back and forth and made a, made a fun night out of it and everybody enjoyed themselves. So got good reviews. So thanks Matt Merritt for thinking of me on that. Uh, Corblund, I owe you 200 bucks still. I know that. Uh, I'll get that to you when I see you. I'll get it to you when I win. <laughs> what was 200 bucks over? God, Blackjack. He just kept, we were rolling pretty heavy. He went to South Point one night and got off into her. He was just spotting us. I think he actually sponsored probably mine and Prescott's whole night. Scott <laughs> <laughs> lost his phone and wallet and everything there. Oh, there. man. So, yeah, we lost see. Carissa for a while that night. I was with you guys. Yeah, Caddy gets lost all the time as well. So, yeah, it's Vegas, man. You know, it's hard to put it, it in happens. words. But what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Yeah, she's full steam ahead. So, tons of fun. Uh, what else? The rodeo side of things. Jason, were you happy with... There was lots of judging. There's lots of people online, armchair oh uh, judges, but holy fuck, they, there's been a lot. I haven't, I didn't watch very much of it, obviously. Even when I was doing the watch party, I was focusing on what I had to do during the break, so I didn't get to watch a whole bunch of the rodeo, but they were saying that the judging was terrible. Well, I don't know how you're eight points difference on, from one side to another. I just, I, and it's not one side because there's two judges on each side. So when they show those scores going around in each corner, Eight points. There were difference on riders one night. I know Zeke had a night. He was like six points different. It's just, I don't get how you, in my opinion, someone needs to lose their job over that. When you're seven or eight points difference on the same side as another official professional judge. Yeah. Someone needs to lose their job over it. Cody Lambert would never tolerate that. Never. I've been in the arena with Cody. You've probably seen him in action. When there's a, if there's a three point spread, in the bull riding between two judges, he wants answers. Yeah. Like there's no accountability to it. And I don't, I don't understand that with that kind there of money on the line. There might be after this. Well, I, I had a good visit with Rod. Hay, um, many time champion, 20 time NFR qualifier. I had a real good visit with Rod and Shelly. Hay, um, son Saturday night after the, after or during the performance, after the saddle bronc ride was over. Logan finally had a, a good night. Um, Dawson. Or Dawson, Dawson, sorry, not da- Logan. Dawson had a, a 90 point ride. He kind of had a shitty week. And, um, you know, and I got asked and, and Rod said, no, they're going to do something. I forget the gentleman's name, Tom. Somebody's coming in to oversee the, the horse riding events. And, you know, maybe there should be bronc riding judges, bareback riding judges and bull riding judges. And I've always said one thing I appreciate about the PBR is that is that button to challenge the, the whistle, a markout rule, you know, with that kind of money on the line. And we had our very first, was, was the rights our first podcast? Uh, is, no, it was one of, Scott was our first podcast. Scott Brown yeah. was our first podcast. Really? But the rights okay, well, were, we remember we talked about this um, yep, yep. with them, you know, there should be a, there should be a way, you know, that you, you, you see on TV on the Cowboy Channel, that yellow flag sitting in the dirt, you can't even challenge it. That's a judge's, that's their opinion that you screwed up. And there's always arguments after, no, he was there, he wasn't there. They'll say, they'll say that'll fuck with production. And you know what, you guys, we've proved it or they've proved it in the PBR, it doesn't. It actually makes it more of a of a product you know or not a product but it makes it interesting but that that eight point spread on rider's ride cost him winning the world title to his brother sure and that was just one incident a lot of money and a big spread holy oh and his on his on his yeah yeah and 
it is bonuses. Like these guys are all winning world championship bonuses, you know? Yeah. No, that's nuts. They got to get that lined right. out then. I didn't get to see much of it, but I've just on social media, it's been a big uproar. That's been the main focus. I think I, I, you know what they should do is put the judges. I've always said this, put the judges names with their scores. They don't wear this. No, it's just no. judge one, judge two, one. three or four. Oh God. Yeah. Make them be accountable. There yeah. was some discrepancies in the time to Van End too. Um, I know Shad Mayfield had an issue with a calf that wouldn't stand up, and he was told he could take the spare, didn't want the spare. So the judge told him, well, you're taking it lying down. And he ended up taking it, but he was not impressed. I mean, I know I, the way I understand it, the team ropers were on had, were on the clock this year. Um, if they took too long in the box, they'd put them on the clock and they had to go. I'm pretty sure that was uh, okay. a rule this year. So huh. yeah, there's some changes. They're evolving, I think. AJ's there. Well, I don't. I don't pay too much attention at that end, and I just I watch the bull riding. I actually watched most of the rough stock all week um, at home, or obviously when we were there, and and I got to really paying attention to those judges. Like two points is two points. A guy can see that, you know, maybe maybe, but anything more than three, I don't. I don't understand how they're seeing the ride that different now from one side to another. Yes. But yep. there's four judges oh, two on each side. And then there's no possible way that there should be four points. There's quick, there shouldn't be quick question. And I, you probably don't know the answer to this, but maybe is each judge in the same position every night over 10 days. I couldn't answer that. I don't know. And, and what was it? The same judge that was always the bad spread every time. Too? Well, like ju- I think, Hopefully. I think, I think yeah. judge, I, I recall judge three, uh, but then he'd just throw you for a loop and be the highest mark guy on a next. <laughs> yeah. You it's called job consistent. security. You job yeah. security. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. one of the things I didn't understand and I don't know all the details behind it, but, uh, First of all, uh, shout out and thinking about Dusty Tuckness. He took a bad shot and mm. broke, his, broke his leg really bad in the bull riding and in round nine. So thinking about him, he's on the mend. He's done a few podcasts talking about uh, his recovery and he's going to come back and all that. So good to see that. Um, but they bring in, uh, I talked to Nate Justice and they, they brought him in. He was the alternate. He came in. Made oh, there, there is an alternate on yeah, the three-man so system? Okay. Nate was there round 10. He was there. And stood at the at the outgate, not in the arena. They didn't have him in the arena, so I don't know whose fucking decision that is. Why you wouldn't have one of the best bullfighters in the world out there to, to dumb, finish off the three man team? But he literally stood there and watched uh, Nathan Harp and Cody Webster work. So I don't know what that decision, who makes that decision, how that fucking ends up. But I thought that was fucking ridiculous. Yeah, what would be the theory behind that? I agree. Holy fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So maybe some look into that of where who makes those calls or what what that happens. But why wouldn't you? Yeah, that, that seems. Let's get Tuck on. Let's get Tuck on as a guest. We can ask him. Yep. Yeah, hundred percent. That doesn't make any sense. So we'll see uh, what we can find from that. But fuck, I think this is, we've been going for a while. Hey guys, everybody. Yeah, I got everybody good. It's oh, you got it. <laughs> oh my god, I fucking bet just because I brought it up. He's busy now. Now he's yeah, he's busy now. <laughs> well, I I just want to say as we're signing off here, I had it. We made the best of a of a a COVID fucking riddled year. Um, I had a blast. It was lots of fun. Got to 
you know, right from all these bull ridings to going hunting. And it was, it was lots of fun, you guys. So looking forward to the next 40 NFP podcasts and uh, yeah, Merry Christmas and happy new year to you and happy cheer, cheer. Don't drink too cheer, much cheer. beer, beer. <laughs> yes. Yes. Jason, what do all you guys right. say? You good with 20, 2021? Good for a send off. Looking forward to 2022. Just yeah, one day at a time, man. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bah humbug, you that's, bastard. Yeah, this guy. Well, okay. we're 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 only a month and a half away from 2022 schedule kicking off, dudes. I'm already yep. I thought it was 2022. No, nope, not yet, buddy. Not yet. <laughs> okay, well, thanks for the heads up. Uh cool. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Sorry that we had that uh long hiatus. Life gets in the way pretty quick there, so We'll try to keep them going as much as we can. Like we said, we got some guests coming up that, that I'm sure everybody's going to like to hear from. Some big episodes coming up in 2022. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to everybody listening. Uh, like we said, tough time of year, fun time of year. Try to enjoy as much as you can. Need help, reach out. Uh, thinking about everybody that's uh, passed in 2021 and thinking about all the good times that we got to have in 2021 with having events and getting life back to a little bit of normal and moving forward in 2022. We all should stick together and make sure that uh, we can keep having these live events and uh, keep getting out and, and being with each other and not locked in our fucking houses. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll be back in 2022. And uh, this is us, NFP Podcast. Love you guys. Over and out. My Maria. Don't you know I've come a long, long way I've been longing to see her when she's around She takes my blues away Sweet Maria The sunlight surely hurts my eyes I'm a lonely dreamer on a highway in the sky Sailing on the sea She is the sunlight